Welcome to This Bitch with Sarah Weinshank and Kim Congdon. Welcome back to another episode of This Bitch. What's up? <laughs> Hi. What's so, going on, Shank? I mean, I got my coffee. I'm ready. I'm fired up. I have some really fun. I'm excited for the nostalgia segment, even though I know we're not there yet. But like, wow. I ca- I've been wanting to get this one out for a while. Wow. she's She has one that she's been holding in. You guys hear that voice? It's the lovely Sarah Wine, Shank. Hi, guys. What's up? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And it's me, Kim Congdon, coming to you live from our Zoom. I'm in New York. Sarah's in LA. We're doing a podcast. We'll be together soon again. I think, I think probably, probably the next the pod. next podcast. We'll be back together. So we'll you thank you guys for sticking in there through the Zoom podcast. I know that they're not necessarily as fun to watch as being right next to each other. But uh, in times like this, during COVID, we're doing what we can. So we appreciate the support uh, for comedy and podcasting anyways. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here too. Um, I saw saw something on Reddit that I thought we should bring up. What? It was about coincidences. Okay. And like how, um, like what are some coincidences that have happened in your life? What did you do? You have the thread on you. I don't know where. Let me f- see if I can find the thread. Um, do you have any crazy coincidences that have happened to you? We've had one together. Remember yeah. that book you gave me? Yeah, that's the one that I was thinking of bringing. Yeah, because wasn't that? Didn't the book you give me was about like coincidences and stuff? It was like a spiritual book about like energy work and healing, but it was made by like some woman who had her PhD in Eastern medicine. Right. Um, so it was a really interesting book and it really just broke down like the chakras and stuff. But yeah, it was like some woo-woo book for sure. Wasn't Sarah gave me like- a woo-woo book. <laughs> spirituality and everything is meant to be type shit. Basically, the book was like everything that is is because it is. And then yeah. at the end of the, and then I was reading it. And I was like, let me take a break. I was on the plane. Sarah, let me borrow it for my trip. She's like, read this book. It's really good. And it was good. And I went to go put my boarding pass in it to save my place. And I noticed that there was already a bookmark in it. And when I pulled it out, it was another boarding pass. I almost thought I had two boarding passes because they looked like so similar. And I was like, what the fuck? And then when I read it, it was your boarding pass. And I went, went, huh, that's so funny. Me and Sarah both reading this on a plane. And then I looked into more detail and we were both sitting in F-13. Yeah, that shit was crazy. We should get F-13 tattoos. F-13? If we got tattoos, that would be a cool one. I'm down to get F-13 tattoos, but not at Skankfest. One on your wrist. <laughs> Why don't you just cover the other one? <laughs> yes, with our F-13. F-13. I, I'm down with an F-13. I've, I've decided I might dedicate this arm to tattoos. Is that how it starts? Uh, I, I, I want to do this arm to tattoos, too. But not like a sleeve, because I feel like you could pull off a sleeve. I want like little like random... St- stamps. <laughs> I, like, I want to do a quarter sleeve really bad. A quarter sleeve? I think like right here would be really good. Up. Um, I'm going to tell you, did I tell you that I got this shit lasered off in a hurt like a bitch? Can I see it? You can't really, it's not, it takes four to six weeks to fade. 
It's like oh wow, it's like gross and like blistering right Did now and peeling like, and and itchy. It smell? No, the, the laser. Yeah. No, but it hurt like a bitch. It hurt more than the fucking tattoo. Really? Feels like someone's like snapping you really hard with like a rubber band, like really sharp. And like by the time this is a small tattoo, so by the time it was done, it w I was like, oh, thank God it's done. But right. I can't imagine trying to get like a larger piece lasered off. And you need multiple sessions, but I only need one because I'm getting it covered up. But it, I guess it um, a hummingbird. Okay. Um, cause my grandpa used to always love hummingbirds and feed them and I see them all the time. And I was like, cause my grandpa used to hunt hummingbirds. Like, <laughs> oh, whoa. A deer. Cause my grandpa used to kill it. Um, my grandpa used to kill deer. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm getting it something just to cover it up. Cause I don't like the way this looks. It looks a little too Holocaust too, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I have <laughs> the only tattoo I have looks Holocausty, so that's so funny. Look, I mean, <laughs> it just makes you it make yeah, but I that doesn't branded. that's at least cute font, yeah. and it's like pretty. Yeah, I like the font a lot. Um, I'm just like, who knows what my tattoo situation will be by the time I'm fifty. I just want to get a lot because I'm starting to realize that nothing fucking matters. Like, well, you yeah, know, that's I'm telling the you, problem there's is. been like this shift in my head in the last like month and a half where I'm like, fuck everyone, fuck what anybody thinks. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm done. I'm locked inside. We're like, I'm, I'm just gonna be I'm me. So <laughs> done. If I want a quarter sleeve, I'll get it. If I want to gain a hundred pounds, I'm gonna gain a hundred pounds. I don't give a fuck what any of you think anymore. I like this attitude. Thank you. And it's been uh, very freeing. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, it's a process, don't you think? Of yes. learning to not give a fuck about what other people think of you. And if, I mean, because in comedy, you kind of have to come to a place where you literally don't give a fuck. You're like, yeah. I'm here to make you guys laugh. If you don't laugh, then that's your problem. I'm I here to connect my, with you. you know? I ended like, my set last night saying, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I had like a really good set last night. Like all my jokes were hitting. And then my last joke, I tried like a super offensive joke as my closer and it didn't hit at all. And I lit they just stared at me and I went, I don't give a fuck. And I got on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something so freeing in that. There is. And they all laughed. And it was like actually like a bigger punchline than I even intended. And it's like there is something about not giving a fuck that makes people more you, they see you in almost a better way. Because nobody likes someone who constantly is seeking other people's approval. You know and, what I mean? And because everybody wants to be the person who doesn't give a fuck truly. Deep down. Yeah. We all want to not give a fuck and we're all pretending. But, we but let me tell you something. That was my attitude at Skankfest when I got this tattoo. My mm -hmm. major attitude was like, it's just a skin suit. Nothing matters. Right? Yeah. But yeah. let me tell you. The next day, I was like, I can't believe I fucking did this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, oh, reality set in, honey. Oh, it might man. just be a skin suit, space suit, but I still have to live in it and look at it every fucking day. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't bring you joy to look at it and it stresses you out every time you look at it, then yeah, I get that too. Um, but I don't know. We were so fucked up at Skankfest. We looked for your phone. Us looking for your phone the next day was one of the mo more insane things we've ever oh done. Oh my god! Oh my Waking god! Waking up so we can make our flight to look your phone. We're also walking this entire city like 
Houston. Was, there was like um there's also like a huge I remember like when by the time we left the hotel, there was like a huge toothpaste stain on my jacket that it I looked like instantly cum. got it looked like cum and I was instantly insecure about it. And we had to run into so many people with my <laughs> jacket looking for your phone and we were like hung over off of three days of straight partying and we're and you were like losing your mind a little bit <laughs> you're like no. you're still not okay and you're like i'm gonna i can't find my phone but i'm gonna head to the t-mobile store and i'm like we have a flight in two hours you're not, <laughs> you're not going to the t-mobile store right now that's not happening and then after hours and hours of searching for breakfast and your phone calling the owners of the venue, having them show up on their day off with the keys so we could search through the venue. We go back and we go post gang fest, post gang fest, gang fest. Like it's not fully clean yet. Yeah, During it's just a pandemic. There's used I'm condoms like, everywhere on the floor. Crawling floors. on the floor of the growing room with, with like a flashlight trying to see if I see it anywhere. The whole we're time find, we're finding in- like teeth. On the floor, it's like crazy. (laughs) Teeth and needles. Yeah. (laughs) Wild. (sighs) And then the next thing. I was so fucked up. I remember the next morning when we went in the green room, there was a cooler of ice left over from the, the, where the beers were kept. And I was just putting my like hands in it. (laughs) You were. And that's like when you know you're so fucked. Like I was so clammy just from like withdrawing from all the drugs and alcohol. But also, okay. The best part is that the phone was in your pants the whole time. <laughs> yes. So we spent yeah. over two hours and yeah. like frantically, like still pretty fucked up looking for this phone. Like we're making phone calls to people. It was a nightmare. The girl could have gotten a key to the city. The phone call she was making to get this. Phone. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know this many people in Houston? She had a search team with dogs out there. <laughs> it was a lot. And then it ended up being and uh, actually these pants, the pocket of these pants. Oh, shit. You're wearing them. Yes. And, and your the cargo these pants that I had worn the night before. But we neither of us recall you handing me your phone. No, isn't that insane? It's in. It's fully insane. It's insane to the point that we both spent hours hungover slash still fucked up looking I for know. my phone in the venue of Skankfest. Yep. And we, I, we've been meaning to tell that story for a minute. Yeah. Right. I feel like. Yeah. How have we not talked about? That I can't believe time? I dropped your phone during crowd surfing when I was holding it <laughs> in the back of the crowd and somehow got it back. It's insane. That's insane that someone saw me drop the phone, picked it up and gave it back to me. I would have lost your phone. And like if that didn't help our immune systems build up a tolerance to COVID, then nothing will. <laughs> no, yeah. If that didn't help, we're screwed. Like, yeah. It's like anyone who goes to Skankfest's immune system's fucking good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. Should um, we get into nostalgia? Sure. I'm down. What do you got for us? Nostalgia. Okay. I don't you know. know if you- this week. I got to do this week. Okay. Go ahead. What is that feeling? Where is that song? Oh, yeah. It's nostalgia. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you got? It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, elephant. Do you know what Elephant was? <laughs> that was going to be my second choice. We do this all the time. No. That was going to be my second choice. I, yes. The thing is, I've been wanting to ask you about it for so long because I had this like a very distinct feeling that that would have been a game that you had. 
Yes. I fucking, me and my it sisters was, loved Elephant. It was so fun. It was an elephant who had like this tube nose. And um, how do you explain it? There's like it was, you air know those coming. Things, you know those things at where they sell cars? Those things that dance in the streets? Yeah, those like up. streamer things. Yeah, the things that like blow up with the wind and they're like dancing in the streets. It was that material was the trunk. Right. And it was put on a plastic little elephant. And when you turned it on, <laughs> the trunk filled up like a tube and would and before you turned it on, you would put a bunch of butterflies in it, like these little <laughs> sounds um, like the almost like satin butterflies, right? Yeah, yeah, I know they were <laughs> little they butterflies. Satiny. And you'd put them in there. And when you turn on the thing, the elephant trunk would blow the butterflies everywhere in the room. It was so fun. I would love to play that now. It was so fun. We would play that game for hours, my sister and I. You know what would and be so fun? What? Throwing the ultimate 90s party. Like having this elephant. This bitch 90s party? This bitch 90s party. We have elephant. We have all the games. We have slime. We have Nickelodeon slime, like a contestant. We have figure it out where people are bringing in inventions and we have guests. We have a whole fest, a 90s festival. A 90s festival I'm on board with. Here, I have the commercial right here. It's Elephant, the butterfly catching game. Catch the most butterflies and you win. I'm Elephant the Elephant. Elephant from Milton Bradley. Batteries not included. Let me tell you, Milton Bradley <laughs> was eating tomahawks nightly dude. the way this man was spitting out games it, dude milton, milton bradley, bradley. You, two people that did well for themselves in, in the 90s milton bradley and kimberly clark those motherfuckers were kimberly clark kimberly clark was the bathroom place in the bathroom that held the toilet paper it would always say kimberly clark i have no idea remember i don't remember that am i right about that and i only remember because my name was kimberly my last name started with a c so it was my initials so every time i use a public restroom I would see, let's see, Kimberly Clark, paper-based products. Yeah. Weird. So they would make toilet paper and toilet paper holders, and they would sell them for public restrooms, and they made the toilet paper holders. And I'm telling you, Kimberly Clark ate, ate tomahawks with Milton Bradley. <laughs> I would suck Milton Bradley dry for a crumb of his money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd eat Lisa Frank out. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't eat Lisa Frank out? She comes tastes like Yeah, I bet she tastes like fruit <laughs> by the foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what do you think Lisa Frank tastes like? To be honest. Sweet. Sweet. Like a sweet tart. <laughs> yeah, she's got to. She probably tastes like pixie sticks. <laughs> Her pussy tastes like fun dip. <laughs> Give me a hit of that, Frank. <laughs> um, but Lisa Frank's pussy. That's the name of this episode. Lisa um, Frank's pussy. <laughs> Eating out Lisa Frank. <laughs> Eating out Lisa Frank. <laughs> For the That's free coloring so books and stickers. <laughs> I would. I know you would. I love that shit. Did you have that shit as a kid? Yes. I will go hard for Lisa Frank. Ugh. The colors, the patterns, the over, the chaos in it all. It was, it was always like acid. It, yes, it was acid for children. Lisa Frank is acid for children. For sure. It'd be like a blue tiger eating a, an ice cream sundae with like an wild. otter behind him. You're like, what drugs aren't you on? Yeah, Lisa Frank was on them drugs. Imagine you're at what dinner. What if she wasn't? Okay. 
What? I, I got to tell you. Lisa what? Frank is really weird about revealing her identity. Did you know that? Do we know what she looks like? No, she does inter when she does interviews, she doesn't show herself. No. Yeah, I watched like a little documentary on it. Let me see. In let me see Lisa Frank in person. Let's see if I could find her. Oh, I see. Well, I have a picture of her. You do? Yeah, there's they have like two pictures of her ever. I mean, what she she does give me like a Sarah Weinshank's cousin vibes. <laughs> don't don't even tell me that. <laughs> she's just wearing a bright sweater. She don't, she's don't doing, tell me I look like Lisa Frank. Hold on, hold on. You don't look like her, but like the vibes, the crazy vibes. Look, <laughs> look. I can't see. It's all blurry. Oh, right there, I, I based on her shirt alone, I can tell you, I love her. Yeah, she's you. <laughs> oh no. She's, she's you. So basically- She looks I, like she would be like your aunt or something. But there Lisa, are a few pictures of her. Why can't I find her physical person? Why can't- I, can, can you, you send me a picture? <laughs> All you had to put in Google was Lisa Frank in person and then go to Google in Images. Person. Lisa Frank in person. This is how, <laughs> how do you spend your Monday listening to us Google? Oh what? yeah. I am mad her? at the comparison, honey. Do you see it? What I'm seeing? Yeah, the crazy smile. The crazy smile and the like, like the, the fashion icon. Hey, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes bitch. I just one turtleneck away. Yes. Wow. <sighs> Auntie Lisa. And her so last if I ate friend, out Lisa she Frank. might be Jewish too. She might be your aunt for real. I don't let me start this rumor. I get delusional. I think Lisa Frank is my aunt. I'm like calling her, trying to get in contact with is her empire. <laughs> no. How do you is know? She? And why did you say it like that? I well, I don't know. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Let's see. I think oh. she got a divorce. The triumph and tragedy of Lisa Frank. What the fuck is this dramatic article? <laughs> what do you mean? What happened? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What's the, the ruling doing lawsuit? Lisa Frank versus her spouse. She sued her spouse. Who's her spouse? Is it a woman? James A. Green. Wow. I want to know about Lisa Frank. She owns 51% of her own company's stock and Green owns the rest. Wow. Well, she's so, a multi-millionaire, Lisa Frank. Multi listen, imagine a dinner with Lisa Frank, Milton Bradley, and Kimberly Clark. I'm talking powerhouses here of the 90s. <laughs> what's your, what's the your guy nostalgia? who made Pogs? Oh, the guy who made Pogs. What's your nostalgia? My nostalgia is this game. Oh, let me pull it up. This game I used to have. Oh, not this game. This clock I used to have. Okay. I used to have this Nickelodeon clock. Mm -hmm. Oh, which is so which is so crazy because I was dating a guy. Uh, I was seeing a guy who's a very sweet guy. I'm still friends with uh, probably like six or seven years ago. And I told him that my Nickelodeon clock when I was a kid was one of my favorite things. And he went online on eBay and it was like seventy five dollars online. And he bought it for me and he sent it to my house. And I still have it. And it's I like, remember. Oh, it was on the set of our pajama show. Yes, our it was. Our sleepover show. Now I'm looking it up and guess how much it's worth. It was seven, like $70 then. 
How much? Like 240 online. And that was like five years ago. That's crazy. So that's cool. But uh, it's a Nickelodeon clock. It looks so cool. Xavier can pull it up. But I will pull up the the sound from it because the the iconic part of this thing was the alarm. It was like all, like the whole alarm was like a Nickelodeon themed montage of sounds put together. And you'll hear what I'm saying in a second. Are you ready for this, sister? Yes, I am. Oh, this is a Wendy's ad. Hold on. Not Wendy's getting free clout from us. <laughs> Here we go. This is what I woke up to every morning. <laughs> Salute your shorts. Yep. Maybe. Yep. The theme songs. That was my alarm clock every morning before school. How annoying. That's fucking so annoying. Yeah, but I was obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. But also so fun. So fun. It's so fun. Okay. I'm back, bitch. Okay, sorry. I was watching a clip, um, a Barstool's clip where I guess Will Smith went viral for farting by accident. (laughs) Will Smith farts? Yeah. That's crazy. I can't even imagine that. I want to find the clip. You know, Will Smith said in an interview that he fucked so many women while he was famous that at one point he start his body built a response to every time he came he would need to throw up no yes what are you talking about that's true what what does that mean he said that like he made himself so sick by being with too many women that he'd even sometimes like if he didn't throw up he would at least gag if he was coming or close to coming and everybody's like you're just gay dude (laughs) no like just come out yeah no yeah what do you mean? Like his body was rejecting it? Yeah. All the different so. energies? Maybe. What would you do if every time after you came, you threw up? <laughs> laugh. Stop coming. <laughs> yeah, I'd no. laugh a little, I guess, and be like, that's weird, but got to do it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Should we do some advice? Yeah, let's do some advice. Okay. Can you get a, can you give us a theme song, sister, please? I need help. Me too. Advice from Reddit. Okay. <laughs> My boss smells like poop all the time. Okay. Quit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally leaves a trail of stink behind him when he leaves the room. How do you even get that stinky? And how do I try to get him to fix the smell? Um, Are you I had a friend. Who, I mean, this is a stupid one. I can't. Well, wait. But should we talk about it? I mean, quit. What do you? Well, do? okay, but what if you do need the job, but your boss smells like shit every day? Uh, you come that's in with a ninety-five mask. Yeah, that's true. Maybe start wearing a mask. Maybe start spraying around him. No, because then it'll smell like shit and spray, and there's nothing worse than that cocktail of like sweet mixed with shit. Yeah, you never <laughs> want to mix sweet and shit. It's not a good it, no. It's not like, the vibes. Light a candle. Um, I say send an anonymous email. 
How do you not know that you smell like shit every day? Some people day? maybe have bad senses of smell. Have you ever like, have your armpits ever stunk and you don't notice, like you just notice like for a second after you lift your arms up, maybe they don't catch whiffs of themselves because they're not behind their own ass. <laughs> but like, what's the problem? Is he not wiping, right? Like, does he have like, does he have like a medical condition? Like what's going on that you smell like shit all the time? One time when I was in New York, I was walking down this, sh- I was walking, um, somewhere I was trying to get somewhere maybe to a show I was it was about 15 20 minute walk and I'm walking and suddenly I smell the most overwhelming smell of shit human shit and I look down because I'm like did I step in shit and I don't see any shit and I look up because I'm like it's coming from in front of me because the wind's blowing towards me and I see this man who's about 60 60 years old I would say and he's looks like a normal man. He's obviously not homeless. He has like a nice shirt on and a watch and he's wearing khaki shorts and they're, they're, they're khaki, but they were more caca. If you know what ew, I mean. Ew, ew, and he, he shot and the whole back of his shorts were just shit to the point where it was dripping out of the back of his shorts, down his thigh, down his leg and into his shoes. And he's, he obviously accidentally shit himself. And I'm, and it is so bad. He is like, you can tell he has no idea what to do. And he's just walking and, and everybody he walks past. And this is the city, like in the city, everyone he walks past is looking at him like, what the fuck? Because they smell it instantly. No, I, see, I, see stop, I can't pull out a tissue out of his front pocket, reach to the back of his legs. And for some reason, try to clean up even a little bit of it, which is no. like at that point, you just leave it. You know what I mean? Instead of trying it's to get making me out, feel like I could throw up, and I could see it on like his hands and stuff, and like you could okay, tell. Okay, okay, like, okay, okay. You could tell it was just overwhelmingly everywhere on him. You that's know what a, I that's mean? That's also like a nightmare. A nightmare. If him. If so you're then, him. And I had a 15 minute walk still, and I was like, I cannot walk behind this guy for one more second. So I crossed the street. I could gag and start walking on the other side of the street. And but I'm looking over and I'm seeing this man. He must have walked us alongside of me for 15 minutes, not knowing what to do. And, and it's like, like one of those situations where he lives in New York. He probably doesn't have a car. He probably lives in a city. He can't get an Uber like this. He can't get a taxi like this. What do you do? I think he was walking home because he didn't know what else to do. That is so fucked. I know. That is so fucked. I, I don't know. know what you fucking do if you shit yourself and you're in New York City. What would you do? Okay, this is what I would do. What would you do? I would find a public restroom, which already in They New won't York let City, you in. No one's going to let you in shitty like that. No one. No. No I one's going to let maybe, you in. I mean, this is like if maybe you call a friend and say, I shit myself. I need pants. Okay. Yeah. This is where you probably call a friend. What if no one's answering? Um, no one's answering. You, you can't need get in water to rinse the shit off, and you can't so. even go in a store to buy water. I would truly Is there a fountain. <laughs> I don't know. I would truly probably take my shirt off and use it as, as pants somehow, and wrap it around myself, and and maybe hand someone my card or cash to go get me like close somewhere that was close and just trust them. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't know what I would do. You have to find water. There's no running water anywhere. And like water is not enough if you shat yourself. You and need like wipes. Every, yeah. You need wipes. Yeah. And a lot of wipes and new pants. <laughs> Ideally, the, new place you wanna, the place you want to shit your pants in New York is like Chinatown. Where there's like a bunch of cheap clothes around. You can buy a pack of underwear and a new pair of pants to at least put over yourself till you can get home. So nobody can know that the smell shits you. Oh, I can't even think about this any longer. It was traumatizing. Can we do another Reddit advice? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe this all started from my boss smells like poop. <laughs> <laughs> and now us just talking about shitting, uh. a man shitting himself on the subway. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Let's see. Reddit advice. Reddit advice. Reddit advice. I'm trying to buy you time. Reddit advice. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Okay. That was a deep sigh. I'm scared. This one. Okay. My girlfriend wants to be a stripper. I consider it cheating. I get that she can choose to be a stripper just as I can choose not to date a stripper. <laughs> Strong first yeah, line. That is true. Uh, I feel like my girlfriend exploiting herself in order to make other men horny for them to give her money is cheating. At the end of the day, she's putting a price tag on our relationship's intimacy. Apart from the disrespect it comes towards me, she's openly making other men horny. Any thoughts? The advice is, I want is, should I break up with her or should I not? Um, I feel like it's not that black and white, but I do think, I mean, I think that it, there would definitely need to be a conversation around it because it's weird if you start dating someone and they're not a stripper and then they become a stripper versus they're always a stripper. Do you know what I right. mean? Right. It's like that almost seems like it seems more disrespectful to the relationship to become a stripper after you're in a relationship than to open with I'm a stripper and then get into a relationship. I don't think the point of her becoming a stripper is to be disrespectful though. No, I don't think she comes in. Oh, well, yeah. I think that also she probably needs to make money. Yeah. Also, if she's your girl, why she got to be a stripper to make it? What about her alpha male who's supposed to provide? <laughs> I'm on that train. I got to tell you, I've switched. I've switched trains. I, every feminist bone in my body has left. I am. <laughs> I swear. I am like, if you cannot take care, if I, if you think I will have a job and I will make my own money. If you think you're not supposed to pay for my rent and, and provide and do all those other things, don't even fucking breathe my way. Don't even fucking breathe my way. Well, don't breathe. I mean, don't even think about it. I don't care what you think. I don't th care if you think I'm a bitch, a cunt. Everyone's situation's different, though. And we don't know how old this dude is. Because he must be young if his chick wants to be a stripper. Unless if she's an old stripper, then more power to her. You know what I mean? Getting that pussy out there on a pole, not easy. Listen, no, but my, I, it doesn't matter if they're young. My whole point is, if you don't like what she's doing to make money, make more money so she doesn't have to do it. She's doing what she but has also, to do. But also question, would you be, what do you think's more, what do you think's better? A chick on OnlyFans or a stripper? For a relationship? Probably a stripper. 
You think that's better than being on OnlyFans? No, probably OnlyFans. I think OnlyFans. Yeah. I'm like, is there a compromise where there she can be get a compromise where she, she can get, only get on OnlyFans? Is that yeah. what she's making? <laughs> it's probably not as much money as stripper money, though. No, I feel like stripper money is pretty good. But also, wait a minute. Is she making stripper money so she can pay the rent with you? Or is she making what, yeah, there's not enough detail here. But that's what I'm saying. If she has to become a stripper, it's like, well, can't really tell her how to make her money if you can't cover the rent. That's what I'm saying. Well, she obviously needs money. Yeah. And so if it's stripper or no work, stripper. And stripper. let me tell you this. Hmm. I feel like we need to be resourceful during this time because we're in mm -hmm. a fucking pandemic in which the economy is fucking flipped upside down. And mm -hmm. obviously it's not an ideal situation to, to have to become a stripper. I don't think anyone's stoked on that necessarily. Um, but I think you do what you have to do to like feed your family. Do you want to hear what the number one advice was? Yeah. It is perfectly reason is it it is perfectly reasonable not to want your partner to do sex work. You're you answered your own question. She allowed she's allowed to make her choices. You'll make yours accordingly. If she's serious about this, then it's probably best you end things in any way. It seems you have different value. And then someone says, everyone has a different idea of what cheating means to them. If you've expressed to her that that crosses a boundary that you have personally set for yourself and she's unwilling to respect that, then you should break up with her for both of you. There's nothing wrong with her wanting to be a stripper just as well as there's nothing wrong with you for setting boundaries. I agree. I agree, I agree too. If it's too much for you and you can't handle it, you got to leave, but you can't be mad at her because she wants to make money. And you can't just be bitching on Reddit, honey. No. <laughs> it's like not hard. Listen, if my man was uh, bitching on Reddit, I'd go lick a stripper pull in front of him. <laughs> Straighten him out a little bit. I'd make an OnlyFans account that day. No. That day. Uh, <laughs> I'd make my nickname his mom's name. <laughs> That's sick. And <laughs> um, let's, let's do, who do you want? Oh, should we do another advice or should we do the joint smoking? Let's do one more advice. Okay. We'll do a quick one. I'm going to scroll and then tell me when to stop. Stop. <laughs> it says cat meow prank. <laughs> okay, well, that that doesn't work. So me and my know. wife had five other family over Christmas Day. Five other this families is, this over? Is this is stupid. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay. Fighting an autistic kid. He's, in, he's okay. in high grade, but he's been sexually assaulting classmates, touching them and trying to do stuff to them. The school knows this is going on. They won't do anything about it. And he's been starting to put his hands on me. And I don't know if I should hit him back. Is he sexually harassing her? He's sexually him? harassing classmates. And now he's putting his hands on this person. Yeah, this is like a, a larger school, issue and the school needs to get involved then. They you said the school, be, they told the school and the school's not doing anything. So at that point, do you fight an autistic kid? I always think you don't lead with violence. I think there's... Unless maybe, someone shaves your entire head off. <laughs> yeah, you just don't lead with violence, um, especially if someone has special needs. I just feel like that seems counterintuitive to me, but... You know, I mean, if someone if someone punches you in the face, that's different. Yeah. Don't you think if someone punches you in the face and you punch them back, that's different than and I don't think that that's right. But I it makes more sense to me than just straight up fighting someone because you don't like that they touch you. Yeah. If, so, if someone is like. 
it, if this person is very, very autistic, I don't think you should fight them because it, they're probably touching you because they they don't really understand what's going on. Right. There's so a disconnect. Like, there's a disconnect there. And it's not like a, it's not like personal. It's yeah. It's not a person. It's not a person personally picking on you if that's the case. And honestly, this is what I say when, when things happen and people are like the school won't get involved. You got to every once in a while, you got to threaten people with a loud mouth. You have to go up to the school <laughs> and go, you want me to start posting and telling everybody that you're allowing this to happen. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you, you go one step further. If you've already gone to a teacher, then do you go to a principal? Like you get more people involved, but I think like the goal is obviously to leave violence out of it. Yes, for sure. Um, Um, I got mushroom nails. Can you see them? No, not really, but the colors are cute. Oh yeah. I can't see them. They are very cute. Got mushroom nails. Okay. Love them. Okay. So should we do our smoke a joint with? Yes. I'm worried about mine today. Let me do mine first because mine, I'm worried about it. And I feel like we're going to close off with yours because mine is a little offensive. What's I would, new? If I could smoke a joint with anyone in history today on this episode of this bitch, I would smoke a joint with Casey Anthony's lawyer. <laughs> I need to know how to Why, be that sneaky and conniving. You, you, there's babies you're trying to drown or what? I'm not trying to drown <laughs> babies. I'm not trying to murder babies. I am trying to know how to fucking get past the system if I ever need it. It just it feels like important information to me. Casey Anthony's lawyer. Mm-hmm. That is dark. I know. Um, I'd be high and be like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, a powerful person to know. Casey powerful Anthony's person lawyer. to know. Great lawyer, apparently. Good but, friend to have. And to be honest, it's not. I'm not saying I would smoke with Casey Anthony. I'm not trying to. Sh- I'm not trying to share an energy joint with her. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want my lips to touch the joint that her lips have touched. I would show up to the meet to the smoke session with Casey Anthony's. Um, attorney with like a bundle of sage and like a huge crystal be yeah. like okay she she might have some demons um he, he but also saged for sure but also like do we even know do we even know if the lawyer is even that good or if right. maybe the jury was like all white women that were like related to casey i don't know like there's so many different things that go into it all her white aunts <laughs> all her white aunties Not the whole jury, jury being anthony's yeah <laughs> exactly family. yeah i think that who's yours oh we didn't do a theme you can go ahead do go it on it. in history with <sighs> nice that was a puff puff pass edition okay um i'm going phyllis diller <gasps> good one because i want to know what it's like to, to have five kids and do stand up and start stand up late in life what t- what what age did she start phyllis diller started i think in her 30s hmm. after she already had five kids it's wow. like something insane wow um good for her and she fucking did it she really did it five kids <laughs> her husband must have not done shit he must have been at home I mean, I don't know. That's what I want to find out. How do you have five kids? Let's see if I can find about her life, um, personal life, career. Five kids, Jesus. Um, maybe I can just Google when did Phyllis Diller start stand up? But yeah, because don't you want to know how that works? Yeah, I want to know how that works. She was married twice, 
from 1965 to 1975, so for 10 years, and then from 39 to 65 with her last husband. So, wait, this don't make sense. What? She was with them both at the same time, 65 to 70. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. That's not oh. husband. Um, okay, she was married and divorced twice. She had six children, actually. She had six children. She was born in 1917 in Ohio. She died at age 95 in Brentwood, California. Um, oh, she Brentwood. had six children. Six. That's crazy. How, how do you do? Like, was she a present mom? How could she be? She was um, also one of the first celebrities to openly champion plastic surgery for which she was recognized by the cosmetic surgery industry, which I think is pretty real. Because it's still a huge problem today, women lying about getting open or getting surgery. And she was in A Bug's Life, which was one of my favorite movies. She was in A Bug's Life? Yeah. That's crazy. Did you know okay, that? Wait, I didn't wait. know that. Okay, wait. So she was the queen. Did you know that okay. she was the queen bee in A Bug's Life? I didn't know that. I Listen love to- that. Um. Okay, she was an only child of late-in-life parents. She grew up surrounded by aging relatives about whom she later joked, I'm from such an old family, it's been condemned. As a child, she discovered that she could make people laugh. Wait, hold on, blah, 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 blah. Um, Diller's first husband, Sherwood Diller, the father of her six children, persuaded her to pursue a comic, a career as a stand-up. That's supportive. She also Mm -hmm. outlived two of her children. What? Yep. She launched her life in stand-up comedy in 1955. So if she was born in 1917 and started stand-up in 1955, how old was she? I don't know. Old as 1955 minus 1917. She started stand-up at 38 years old Mm. with six children. Mm. Of course she was an advocate for... plastic surgery honey you try aging in hollywood <laughs> wow um but like yeah i just wanted to talk to her right because that's like yeah, a powerful that's like a powerful woman it's a great one i think that's amazing and get high um, with her talk about plastic surgery ask her like does she hit her, ask her who her doctor was <laughs> yeah <laughs> if he's still working <laughs> um, she's like my doctor was dr seuss that's how old yeah. i am <laughs> um all right i think that's our episode dude yeah that's our episode uh great thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of this bitch we'll see you next monday hopefully in person i think it's gonna be in person um thank you guys so much for supporting the show subscribe new episodes every monday make sure to check out my podcast shank s-h-e-n-k new episodes of that every wednesday on all streaming platforms and follow me at princess shank on Instagram and Twitter. And then I think January 19th, we're both going to be at Westside comedy theater. So come out, see us. Yes, we are. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Kimberly Congdon on Instagram at Kim Congdon. Check me out on Twitch. I have a PC. I am streaming now. It's going to be so fun. If you have a Amazon prime, you could subscribe to my channel for absolutely free. It costs nothing. So it's twitch.tv slash queen Kong one. That's C O N G one. Um, and check out my other podcast with Alex Scarlato called broad topics, T O P I X. And you can find that anywhere you find podcasts, iTunes, Google play, YouTube, Stitcher, 
anywhere you find those. Uh, and thanks again, you guys, for uh, supporting our podcast. We love you. Uh, make sure you leave a, a little note in the comments for us. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, yeah. share, review, all the good stuff. Um, and we'll Thank see you, you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.